Hello and welcome to Sketch in Review, uh, an SNL weekly sketch review uh, podcast. Uh, my name is Billy. I'm here with Connor as always, uh, and we will be going over the Gerard Carmichael. Oh no, that might not be his name. Oh, that's his name. Oh, okay, I didn't. I, I I feel like I got the last name wrong because I'm bad at names. <laughs> I'm bad at now. You've got names. me thinking, but I'm almost 100 percent sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, name. okay, okay, good. That would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yep, so his episode of SNL. Uh, for those of you watching the YouTube video, which uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you can watch the video feed. It's about, it's the same podcast. You just get to see our dumb Sometimes faces. it's a little longer or shorter at the end. Depending, depending. on uh, what things I decide to leave in. <laughs> uh, I'm not in my normal spot. That's because I'm coming to you uh, live at the time from Dallas. Uh, I'm here for WrestleMania. Represent. <laughs> True wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite literally a fake wrestling fan in that I insist that I would be into wrestling, but I have not yet once watched it. <laughs> oh, you should watch tonight on The Cock. Yeah, I guess. I'm just so busy. By which I mean, no, I'm not going to do... No, that's fair. It, listen, I'm not. it's not for everyone. But the thing is, I bet I'd enjoy it. I just, like, it needs to be an event. Like, I need to, I need to be, like, someone needs to be, like, oh, we're watching wrestling, and I'd be, like, dope. All right. But otherwise, All right, cool. since I'm, I'm not gonna... Since I'm moving by you, we'll, we'll, we'll watch, like, Double or Nothing together, okay? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, let's get, let's get into the episode. This is not a wrestling <laughs> podcast, because the only wrestling yeah. podcast I'd want to make has already been made. Devastating. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be a quick shout-out to my favorite wrestling podcast, Comedians of Wrestling. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's hop in. Uh, so we start with a, a cold open. Uh, it's Fox and Friends. Uh, we've got Alex Moffat, Heidi Gardner, and Mikey Day uh, playing uh, three Fox and Friends hosts. Uh, they do the classic... Uh, they do the classic, uh, like, oh, hey, we're live from New York, which we hate, but we all live here for <laughs> some reason. <laughs> uh, and so first, first thing that comes up is, uh, they bring on, uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, uh, and his wife to discuss the fact that Clarence Thomas's wife, uh, had has multiple text messages and calls with Mark Meadows on the January 6th uh, incident. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No, no, that, yeah, that was all facts. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I was kind of phasing in and out because, and I, maybe I'm in a bad mood today because I had to wake up at the, uh, at the wee hour of 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, but, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, we also, we had to record uh, uh, an hour earlier. Than than we than we normally do, because I have to get to WrestleMania tonight. Also, fuck yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I thought that this bit, this particular bit, was hot, wet dog shit. I thought it was the worst part of the night. Ah, uh, I, I, I see. It was just the thing is, is that if you don't know a lot about the Supreme Court justices, then then like this entire portion isn't going to be funny to you. But as somebody, I mean, I got the vibe that no, like, no, no, Clarence you don't Tom, like. I know you Clarence don't fucking Thomas's. you don't understand though. Is that Clarence Justice Clarence Thomas did not ask a single question for fourteen years until Justice Antonin Scalia died. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that. I got the vibe from that. I got the joke. It was still a very low energy bit in which Keaton was like, "No, no, no." Hey, Keaton, what about this? Whatever. But that's his entire Literally. thing always. That's the is that, that is exactly what Justice Clarence Thomas does. But, like, you can be I don't know. Like, Kyle Mooney's I don't knows are, like, dismissive in a way that, like, still adds energy to a scene. And Keaton just, his I don't knows were just like, all right, I guess I'll just watch something else. <laughs> and all of the hosts were like, I don't know, they weren't all that fun in their characters either. I don't watch enough Fox and Friends to, like, get the specific jokes that they're making. Yeah. Like, at least with the What's-Her-Name host, 
they make like she talks about how she like drinks from orphan skulls and shit and it's just like <laughs> ah okay anyone can laugh at this joke yeah so after we get through the clarence thomas bit which is just like uh which is just half uh his wife was involved in january 6 jokes and half uh Cl- supreme court deep cut jokes <laughs> <laughs> uh we move to uh cecily strong doing uh judge janine Pirro. Uh, and just like, just like a quick little, like, here's what's going to happen on my, on, on the talk or whatever the fuck she hosts now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we get some fun jokes. Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to review his cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, and then at the end we get, uh, one of the stronger Trump segments. Yeah, I was going to say, I have, I have. This was like a good Trump appearance this time. It, 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 it didn't, he came in at the right energy level. I f- maybe, maybe there's a mole watching. Maybe one of them, <laughs> one of our maybe listeners, one of the six people, is just someone like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if NBC was like, hey, yeah, we can just hire people to just listen to po- listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> I could, I, I would. Uh, listen, if you're, I if can't you're in, even paying someone to listen to this is my. I problem. know, right? That's listen. If like, you're this, being this is paid, hazard pay shit. If you're being paid to listen to SNL podcasts. Email us at billyhatemail at gmail.com. That is a real we email address. On the show, don't worry. Don't we won't we won't name you. But we might say yeah. but we might say that there is someone who emailed us. <laughs> I would just love to know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so so James Austin Johnson comes in as Trump and you know, it goes it goes well. He hits some good things. Uh he nails it like where Trump will say, like, no, I didn't do X, I just did X. Yeah, like, there's this fun, the fun improvisational element actually came into play on this, where, like, he was just, like, he just, (laughs) like, yeah, you were saying, like, he didn't do a, uh, was it a coup? Oh, no, it wasn't a coup, it was just, uh, you know, a violent rebellion, a coup, you could call it. It was just like, okay, it's a good (laughs) bit, we're having a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, I, yeah, that's, it worked. Yeah, cold open, yeah, cold open, listen, I've seen much worse cold opens. (laughs) That's true, that's true, we have. Uh, so we get into the monologue. Quality suit. Oh my god. Loved oh, the yeah. suit. Uh, <laughs> fucking. I. It's so. We say this all the time, but like, when stand up comedians host, the monologue is leaps and bounds better than any other monologue that could be yeah. out there. Just, yes. just because it's just, alright, do stand up for five to ten minutes. And like here, here's what you'll talk like, either either you have bits that you're going to do, or there's a huge cultural moment that happens at an award show, <laughs> and so you just <laughs> talk about that for for the entire time. <laughs> God, he I I should watch his specials because yeah. his delivery is just so good. Yeah, li- uh, it was like he didn't. You kind of don't know where he's going with it until <laughs> he's like. He talks about, like, Lorne walked up to him and was like, The nation, the nation needs, needs to, to heal. Uh, I was just like, I, for, like, a solid couple of minutes, I believed that. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, Lord he fucking Michaels didn't. Lorne Michaels, Lord Michaels is not a sentient being. He's, a, he's an idea that we all share in our minds. And sometimes, if we think hard enough, he'll manifest on screen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we didn't think hard enough that time. I so so yeah. So he does a few a few jokes just around the instant where it's like, listen, it happened on Sunday. It's Saturday. <laughs> I think I think my favorite part was when he's like, "Hey, Obama, could you uh, could you meet me at camera two? And then we cut to camera two, which is a I love it. I love it when the it's actors name the camera that they want to look into. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's so good. And at the end, he's like, you <laughs> gotta address it, because the nation needs to heal, which is just a solid callback to the beginning. It's a great callback. All in all, in all, all in all, solid monologue. Absolutely. Very good. One of my favorites this season. Mm-hmm. If not my favorite this season, I was... Well, I guess a <laughs> wild... Hey, it's raining. Uh, wild <laughs> discovery. Uh, my two favorite of the season are the two by the stand-up comedians. 
<laughs> Mulaney and Carmichael. <laughs> very, very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, anyway, we got shit to do. Yeah, so we'll move on to uh, the first sketch, Is My Brain Okay? <laughs> Which... Quality. Quality quality sketch. I mean, listen, I love what's wrong with this picture, the sketch, and what's that name, the sketch, and they just kind of <laughs> slam them together like two <laughs> semis going the wrong way on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, two semis going the wrong way on the freeway are actually... Uh, going the uh, same way. I understand. I understand, but... <laughs> 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 fucking, fucking, because it starts off with just, oh, is my brain okay? Okay, I get it. And then the first thing is the fucking picture, and it's like, okay, well, this is just what's wrong with that picture where all the guests are going to get it, are not going to figure it out. <laughs> sure. Oh, I liked I liked it. It's just it's that, but instead of but instead of like oh you gotta find this thing in the picture, it's just oh can you think of the word that we're looking for? Yeah, yeah. I I just I like uh, very few times when they do a pandemic sketch. Am I like oh I get this one? Oh this one this one got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's just like you haven't been outside in a very long time, and we're arguably getting to the point where you can go outside. But still, you don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> you earned a trip to Hawaii, or you could stay in your apartment alone. I'll take the second one. Yeah, they always you. do. That. that was my favorite. They always pick the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the bits were overall pretty good. Uh, I uh. fucking Sarah Squirm licking her fucking table. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, I fucking popped so hard when I saw her lean down and just start licking it. And she said, yeah, there's one variant I haven't gotten yet. <laughs> uh. And then also her response of just let me be inside you. Uh, and who is that, like, you're talking to? Strangers, everyone. parents, everyone. Set your clock forward so you have to be alive less. <laughs> this is just very, very, very good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, so after that, we get a solid pre-record. Uh, I, I just called it short-ass movie. Which, this so is a real, this is a gripe that I have, like, with, with modern-day cinema, is not everything needs to be two and a half hours. It's not a it's not an unfair thing. Fucking uh, as somebody I I like long movies, um but I also don't watch long movies. So I don't think it's fair for me to say that uh it's okay that they are that long because I don't watch them unless like I decide oh I'm going to watch it, but then I'm like, man, I'm really glad this movie was that long. Let, let me I, be... I'm part of the problem, I guess. <laughs> let me be clear. I I watched the Iron Man, I watched the Irishman straight through, all all three and a times? half hours, uh, How many once. Times? Once I watched it once. You fucking fucking child, you fucking. Hey, let me tell be me when you break. Let me five. let me be clear here. I've seen The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, which are both all pretty like similar in length, hundreds of times. <laughs> fair. Like fair. I'm I'm a fan of a long movie, but also. The Batman didn't need to be two hours and 45 minutes. I still need to see that. Uh, I, I straight up, like, uh, Teresa asked me if I wanted to go. And I said, I don't think I can sit there and watch a character that I barely care about for two hours and 45 minutes, even though the Riddler is in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. My favorite Batman villain is the Riddler. And if you fucking Oof. hate that... Email us at billyhatemail at gmail.com. We're going to keep plugging. Yeah, one to type up an email. <laughs> what? What's your problem with the Riddler? It's fine. It's, fine. it's just like a it's like a weird pick. I don't know. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... Uh, fucking... Fucking... He also makes a great point that Jurassic Park is two hours and seven minutes, and Sex <laughs> in the City 2 is two hours and 27 minutes. That is a, I just think that is a claims that Jurassic Park was a. I mean, this isn't Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park where there was like an opening where they like, fucking where they talk about like how diseases from the Jurassic period would be untreatable in this time. No, it was 
it was it was just like weird pop science and nonsense. So like, it's not like it was actually that complicated. It was yeah. just we're running from dinosaurs. The movie, but also on the other hand, Sex and the City two is not only a sequel movie where we already know the characters. Sex and the City, the movie, is a movie based off of a TV show that had five-plus seasons. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Sex and the City 2, the movie, is two and a half episodes of Sex and the City. <laughs> As God intended. Anyway, I agree. Movie, if, if your movie isn't fucking, like, some grand staging drama, it should be at most... 120 minutes. 150 minutes. You heard it here first. Nope. I was going to say 115, and I gave him an extra five. <laughs> oh. Also, oh, also, LOL at them calling out the King of Staten Island for also being too long. <laughs> yeah, that was a good bit. That was a very good bit. I still haven't seen that. We should, we should probably watch it at some point, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess we should. That's, that's off-season oh, content. Oh, shit. Oh shit, let's see if we can get hold on. We could maybe actually Oh boy, Connor has uh for, hey, for those Jeff, of you can we all watch the King of Staten Island on all systems Argo? <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been uh, nominated for best picture. Not best picture winner. Goddamn. <laughs> Alright. Uh for those of you for those of you who are just listening, <sighs> Connor left the room and then asked if we could be on another podcast to talk about the King of Staten Island instead of being on our own podcast to talk about the King of Staten Island because Connor doesn't understand how content creation works. <laughs> I know how content creation works and I know a podcast that has more listeners when I see it. I'm going to need to cut a lot of that out, but... Uh... <laughs> Oh, I'm not cutting any of that out. If we get, if they're gonna watch you fucking get up, lean out the door, and yell. They're also gonna hear me yell at you for doing it. <laughs> good. Like, like Very I, good. like I've said many times, the only editing I do for the video is I cut it so that it starts when we start, and then it just goes. <laughs> God, I wish I even did that. Uh, fucking. We're so professional. <laughs> We'll get a Patreon eventually, and then maybe we'll put effort in. <laughs> <laughs> no, at that point, they'll expect it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was a solid. It was a solid rap. We got we got a fun. Oh, a musical musical guest is in a sketch because Gunna did uh, did a verse, and Chris Red also did a verse. So I can see I can see the uh, like Hollywood Reporter article now. Pete Davidson and Gunna do. Uh, do a song about the runtime of movies, and then Chris Red will quote tweet it and say, "And Chris Red was there too," <laughs> as is tradition. <laughs> they did a they did a nobody remembers Chris Red joke in this show. Yeah, because nobody remembers Chris Red, and it's a fucking shame. <laughs> it's not okay. Treat my boy well. He's a good boy. Alright, so the next sketch. Uh, Shop TV. Solid sketch. So, so this sketch. This sketch, Cecily Strong, uh, and Mikey Day? Oof, already off to a rough start. Cecily Strong, and I think Mikey Day. Uh, along with, uh, they run, they're doing, uh, the squeal deal hour for Uh, Shop TV. Yeah, no, this is a good one. Uh, and, and the first thing they do is they have a bit where you get, like, that weird, where you get, like, a weird, uh, fucking, like, if you've ever seen any of the shopping channels, they always have that weird cut to someone else on, on a different part of the set, where they're quickly like, hey, later you'll get to see this, uh, this item that I've made, and this item happened to be lunchboxes with Jesus doing, like, modern day things, and so the one we saw was Jesus fucking doing Oculus Rift. (laughs) Which is very, like, funny. I think that's very funny. I would love to yep. know what game he was playing. I like to think he was playing a ba- drunk bar brawl simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that uh, he had one of those, like, debug, like, uh, show you how to use the uh, the tool thing going, and he was just having a great time <laughs> looking at his hands. 
the reason I say that he probably like he probably listen. We're gonna hit some some Christian uh, lore for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Final. would probably Jesus would probably love the drunken bar brawl simulator because he threw all the merchants out of the temple. Oh, it, oh, it's just I reminding him of this. the good old days. <laughs> I love this read of like fucking fucking grappler Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking suplexing tax collectors. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I, I, my next movie script is going to be Jesus vs. the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> IRS, that was a joke. Please don't audit me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, fucking, anyway. So we get through that cut, and then uh, Gerard comes on. And fucking, and he has, he has like a very cute doll. Uh, Riley Rainbow Locks. Very multicolored like hair, and the gimmick of this doll is that you can like cut and style her <laughs> ponytail. And if you want to like style it something different, you can press like a button, and more hair will grow out for you to like recut and restyle. That's like a very cool concept. First off, like inherently, yeah, but it, like dope. it reeks of like a, it just reeks of like a toy that like doesn't work is pitched yeah like like <laughs> it works really well for the ponytail that they had but and i can't believe uh, i don't i i i recognize the absurdity of uh, me trying to talk about the pros and cons of this toy that doesn't exist but like if you take it out of the ponytail like i guess like the hair is just gonna like you could try to like move it so that it like gets around the front a little and i guess you could do but you can't like make like bangs with yarn. I've I've got a lot of notes about this. Like it's just like you're gonna buy it for the kid, and the kid's just gonna be able to cut that ponytail. Like that's my thought. Yeah. Also, cutting yarn's difficult. You need like actual scissors for that. I don't know if I trust that, a kid. That's true because like the craft scissors will do that thing where like the one oh yeah it'll just the other. Yeah, that's uh, but thing. anyway, that's not that's not the point of the sketch. Though so it's, it's not it's not it's not the, the point of the sketch is not the pros and cons of having yarn hair. <laughs> anyway, oh man. Anyway, so so they go. So uh, the deal is that you get like two extra spools for when the yarn runs out, uh, and an extra and an extra dress to dress up uh, the doll. And Gerard goes, okay, let me show you. So first you take off her clothes, and you just see a fucking rainbow bush on this doll. <laughs> it's such a... Oh. It's such, like, childish humor. But it's also still so funny. And it's another one of those, like... SNL's not always great at everything, but they've got, like, a couple of things that they can do pretty well. And the constantly uh having something bad on screen and constantly making it worse uh while insisting that nothing's going wrong is a recurring bit that works very well listen it's it's in their wheelhouse it's in their toolbox and like they go to they go to it often it's a well-worn tool but goddamn yep. are they fucking masters of it <laughs> that's right hey <laughs> oh my I, as much as i hate how hard you stay in your comfort zone snl I do appreciate that you do go back there every once in a while. <laughs> I, oh, fucking reason. I also love that the entire time, whenever he has to say something, he's like, "Yeah, you know, any doll maker would know this." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like, "You keep saying that, like we're all doll makers." We're not. <laughs> and it, <laughs> the joke where okay, the second outfit is a swimsuit, and you put the swimsuit on, and the fucking. And the fucking spool is splayed out of it. <laughs> and Mikey Day's trying to push the fucking pubes back in. And everyone's like, stop, stop. What? She's in college? It was such a wild <laughs> line to put, on, to put on live television. <laughs> oh my god. There were, there were multiple times oh. where I was like, holy shit, I can't believe they're... And here's the wildest part. <laughs> They did it at like eleven forty-five. Yeah. Because because it was before the musical guest. <laughs> oh my god, that was a that was that sketch was as rancid as it was for and by thirteen-year-olds. <laughs> also, at and the end uh, where he's fucking, a... 
Also, at the end where he's like, yeah, so how you change the spool is there's a button on the back that you kind of got, and then he's just, and then he's just <laughs> fisting the fucking doll. <laughs> and then you see the number sold fucking skyrockets after he's holding her hair and fisting her. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, that was funny. In the, the bottom button. corner, you could see the number sold and it got up to like 54, and then they saw the bush and it stayed there for a while. And then at the end, it fucking skyrocketed. <laughs> oh, man. What a what a fun time. Oh. So after that, uh, we get the Oscars sketch. We all knew SNL was gonna do one. <laughs> Matter boy. <laughs> you got it out of your system? Yep. Alright, alright. So uh so I think that SNL this was the best way that they could have done this Oscars sketch. Nope. All right, what's your, what's your, so, so how they did it was, uh, Gerard Carmichael plays a feet siller at the Oscars. For those of you who don't know and haven't seen the Seinfeld episode, uh, award shows hire a bunch of people to be seat fillers because they don't like to see empty seats on TV. And so if someone gets up and goes to the bathroom, it's the seat filler's job to just go, sit down, be there, and then when the other person comes back, go, stand in the fucking corner and don't be seen. And wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know this is you know it's like classic like yeah, okay let's regular just... non-psychopath things yeah <laughs> fucking anyway so drag car michael's a seat filler he shows up to sit and he's and he's sitting next to will smith he's like holy shit will smith you're the fucking man this that, like, that. and then and then uh they played the fucking they played chris rock's line <laughs> they played chris rock's yeah. fucking gi jane joke and then Chris Red, who's playing Will Smith, uh, fucking just like, hey, 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 hold on a sec. And then he walks up and fucking <laughs> smacks the shit and then comes back. I don't know. I thought, it, and then obviously no, Gerard no, Carmichael's like, oh, fucking like, all right, this man's a psycho. I'm not trying to deal with this man. And fucking like, just kind of like continually tries to stop talking to him. No, but that's a good game. I, I'm, I'm up to, I'm, I'm here for it up until that. But like another sketch, it's upside down. The best joke, the the biggest part, the biggest joke, the best part is at the very beginning, and then everything else gets less and less interesting. What if you want to build from there? Have like and I don't know, like if you want to, especially like it. It might be particularly mean to Will Smith, uh, but but Will Smith fucking joke- hit a man, so fuck him. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, boo-hoo, he can't take a fucking joke? (laughs) Boo-hoo, he can't take a fucking slap? Whatever. The fucking... I... The the joke should progress as... Like, uh... uh, Will Smith goes up and slaps him. Then we improvise another line. Will Smith goes up and like uh and and punches him and then like over over it, it progresses to will smith going up and doing progressively more fucked up things until like, that's that's escalation okay. but if you start with the punch and then you just go from there i understand how you could be queasy about doing that because he's a real person and he just hit it yeah i mean let's let's like, yeah let's say i don't think the snl writers wanted to be the next chris rock <laughs> <laughs> It's just like the escalation there was nothing. Yeah, I mean, SNL's always had an escalation problem. Yeah. I I take a shot every time we say escalation, if you don't believe it. I will say that the uh, the way that you have it, I think think how that one ends is he accepts the Best Picture Award, and how he accepts it is he grabs it from the host and fucking brains him with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's. I mean, that's that's how it ends in that world. But anyway, this the way that they did the sketch. I think it was fine. I think this is the best way that they could do it without actively like fucking, without actively yeah, like I, disparaging I, I a man. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's just like, it, it's a hard sketch to do because it is a it's it's a scenario that, uh, uh is simultaneously nothing and very charged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because such a, of the like you said on Monday we were just talking about it. On Tuesday there were all of these proxy arguments. And on Wednesday I was just tired. Yeah, and listen, 
I'm going to say my piece as a white dude, so obviously my opinion does not matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm going to put that I out. I want to say my opinion that doesn't matter afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, neither of our opinions matter. Uh you can <laughs> ignore the fuck out of us and we don't care. <laughs> That's right. In fact, skip ahead to time code that we're not going to count. Yeah. Um, and we'll be different on both. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Just, just skip and once and once you and once you hear oh uh, and once you hear us start talking about Gunna, that's that's when you know that we've gotten through this part of the <laughs> part of it. But like fucking, how thin skinned do you have to be to not be able to take a fucking joke at an award show that is known for having the hosts? roast the famous people that are there ricky gervais went up there and called all of them vapid shallow fucking lifeless husks who will do anything for the spotlight no one said shit because he was right but if <laughs> yeah but, but if, if chris Rock said anything bad about me i'd uh, i'd need to uh <laughs> that glass house that glass house that ricky gervais is standing in <laughs> I'd need to... i mean yes but the thing, like, the thing is, though, SNL hosts are also famous for being unfunny and saying annoying shit that, like, is not, like, you, you, you picked a very specific time where the, the host said something correct about them, but most of the time they just, like, make an off-color joke and everyone sits there awkwardly. This time someone made an off-color, unfunny joke. That wasn't all that, like, I'm not saying it was the worst thing ever, but I am saying that, Oh, because, like, let, let me be clear here. If Will Smith didn't go up and smack Chris Rock, not one fucking, not one fucking person who's saying that this was such a bad joke because, J- because Jada has alopecia would be saying, shit, no one would know no, that that joke true. fucking happened. <laughs> the but only still, reason, I, the only I, reason I'm we... I'm here to see an Oscars host get hit. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, always, I'm, I'm like Colin Josting every Oscar host. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I only want to see them fail. <laughs> I don't know. I fall. I fall directly in the you. Can, you're not hitting a. You shouldn't hit a comedian for telling a fucking joke. You can be you mad. Hit a comedian for telling a fucking joke. That joke wasn't was kind of was tame compared to the joke that you should hit a comedian for. But uh, that. Uh, uh, it's it's a talk shit get hit sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, but come the on. The fact that it was on live TV was a benefit to all of us. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I also love that they did let Chris Rock just say fucking twice on SNL and they just had Fuck to bleep yes. it. Uh, so fucking wow. good. Chris Rock? No, Chris wow. Red. <laughs> you forgot Chris Red again. <laughs> hey, hey, let me be clear here. They share, they share, they only <laughs> differ by three fucking letters. I'm so fucking. I just want someone to remember Chris Red. I forget Chris Red when I'm talking about Chris Red. <laughs> I don't. He's like he's he he exists between spaces. He exists in a liminal space. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, even. But anyway, also I remember I watched this sketch and I was like, oh, we're gonna have to talk about it, huh? Also, also. <laughs> Of the jokes that he could make about, of the jokes that Chris Rock could make about the Smiths, come on, a fucking G, a GI, like he said, it was a GI Jane joke. So, so, all right, all right, all right. GI Jane was a movie in the '90s in which Mary Tyler Moore, uh, another famous actress who cheated on her husband with a very young okay. So, person. I, you do need to know that I am coming into this assuming that you that he said Cadet Kelly every single time. Okay. Multiple times assuming that he said Cadet Kelly. No, he said G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane was... No, a... I know. I just... I hear Cadet Kelly when someone says that because G.I. <laughs> Jane doesn't exist to me. Anyway, and in G.I. Jane, uh, part of it is that Mary Tyler Moore had to have her head shaved for it because she went to fucking boot camp where they shave your head. Sure. And that's the entire joke, is that Jada has a shaved head and so she's obviously starring in G.I. Jane 2. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely, like, me. As opposed to, I don't know, the fact that she fucked her son's friend. Jesus Christ. And then, and then actively had Will Smith on her show to berate him and tell him that it's his fault that she did it. <laughs> oh. Fuck. Alright, alright, we can move on. We can move on. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, 
first uh the first gunna song uh it was decent it's got it had a, it had a dank beat the bassist was really feeling the groove the drummer was hitting some solid fucking beats uh it was a solid song what'd you think it's good i liked it yeah a lot of, <laughs> lot of yeah listen you know it's all it's fun it's fun when the musical guest is bad just because we have something to talk about when the musical guest is good yeah. We're an SNL review show. We're not a music review show for a reason. <laughs> We're woefully ill-prepared to talk about. <laughs> Listen, un- unless unless you're going, unless you want to sit here and talk about the Grateful Dead, we're not going to talk about. I'm not. I have no like standing in music. <laughs> oh man, I I want few things less than to sit here and talk about the Grateful Dead. <laughs> exactly. I know no one wants to fucking hear about them. It's why I don't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, weekend update. Weekend update. <laughs> fucking, oh my god, they also went fucking hard. <laughs> so, so the first like three or four jokes were just about Will Smith. <laughs> oh man, oh. I love it when something like big happens and it's just the whole half of it. Mm-hmm. It was listen, they were all solid jokes. Like, the one about how Putin's advisors are lying to him about about how the Ukraine fucking conflict is going. And and just like Will Smith published this, is telling him how he nailed the Oscars. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so, you know, solid jokes, fucking... Uh, so our first featured guest uh, is uh, Representative Blackburn. Yes. Uh, I, I don't mean, know who that is. <laughs> random, random fucking like politician from Tennessee. It. She's not. She's not as. Uh, she's not as like reviled, as Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert, but that's just because she doesn't say shit as often. She's one of those like silent Republicans, in quotation marks, obviously. <laughs> Because no, no politician is fucking silent. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, you know, so they just... They just, you know, they talked about the dumb fucking questions that uh, the Republicans put out to uh, Kintaji Brown-Jackson. Is her name? The Supreme, sure. Court, the Supreme Court nominee yeah. that Biden gave. Uh, anyway, and like their fucking questions are were dumb as fuck. Where it's like, is is murder bad and are babies racist are actual questions that they asked, along with uh, Blackburn's, uh, along with Blackburn's question of what is a woman. <laughs> That's such a good. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it was, it was really. And then they got. Oh, and... Well, it's uh... a. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, basically yeah, fucking, no, yeah, it was solid, because, uh, you know, Blackburn asked what is a woman, and he, obviously, uh, Kintaji did not, uh, did not answer it, and so I think it's fun when Colin's like, alright, so you define it then, what was the answer you were looking for? <laughs> That's right. And she's like, um. And she, like, comes up, she just keeps trying to, it's, you know, it's, it's, for some reason, these featured segments are really good at being funny and saying something which is something strange because uh the entirety <laughs> of snl is it's about not being funny and not and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's uh it was a uh, it was that... a funny bit i yeah it was <laughs> solid it, you know it played on like the fact of like all right well like listen like if you're going to define it there are like a bunch of different things where it's like okay where she goes, okay, uh, it's based off of your privates, but only your downstairs privates, and only the original ones that you have. <laughs> oh Alright, no, God. no, no, alright, it's your period. Except if you're wait, old. Wait, no. Or young. Or... <laughs> I was waiting for her to say, like, uterus, unless you fucking don't have one because you got it removed. <laughs> there are so many, like, little bits... To, like, no matter how you define it, there's going to have to be some fucking, like, exception to it. Yeah. Uh, we get more solid, uh, after that we get some more solid one-liners, uh, mostly about Representative Madison Hawthorne? Crawford? Something like that. Some random young who, who snitched on the older fucking guys for having an orgy and cocaine. 
which he did later. <laughs> he did he did later recant it. Said, uh, you know that I I didn't mean what I said. And it's like, yeah, dude, because you shouldn't be fucking snitching on your friends. <laughs> <laughs> or like, let's let's face it, fucking like I get it that like not all Republicans like each other. Lindsey Graham said, I like Ted Cruz a lot more than everyone else, and I fucking hate <laughs> Ted Cruz. Another another fucking senator said, if you killed Ted Cruz on the Senate floor and the Senate was the one to try you, you would not be found guilty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These are from these are from other Republican senators, too. That's how bad like like obviously they're not friends. But also, on the other hand, are you really gonna fucking tell on the eighty year olds who are boning and doing coke? They don't got that much longer left. <laughs> oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, then we finish it off with uh, a the feature segment of OJ talking about the Will Smith incident. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love I love Keenan's OJ. Yeah, it's so him. it's so good. I I also loved that like for this one we got a bit of that like oh OJ's also still kind of a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna take away my trophies. <laughs> Which, which, I forget uh, what... yeah. for, for viewers who don't know, that's why OJ went to jail at one point. He didn't, he didn't go to jail for murder, but he did go to jail about eight years later for trying to steal back his Heisman from, <laughs> from someone. Cause he had to sell it to pay for the legal fees cause he committed a murder. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I, and now I he's just loose. He's out. After He's just out in general, hanging out. The juice yeah. is loose. <laughs> he put uh, he put out uh, uh, that famous book. If in parentheses, I did it. Uh, to be fair, it originally it originally was uh, was called. It was just if I did it in like just regular font, and then uh, Nicole Brown's family got the rights to like redesign the cover basically, and so they put what? Oh yeah, no, no. It was part. Uh, this was part of the civil case against him. Oh, the entire OJ fucking, like, story is wild. So he doesn't get found guilty in court for, like, the criminal yeah. charges. Yeah, no. The family of Nicole Brown sues him in civil court where he is found liable for the death of her. Where he's basically like, oh, he probably did it, but, you know, we already found him not guilty, double jeopardy. This is the only way you can get yeah. stuff. And part of it was that he wrote a book called If I Did It. And they got the rights to that book, but they couldn't change the title. But because they had the rights, they could change the cover of it. And so how they changed it was they put the if very tiny on the cover, and then just, I did it, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking good bit. What a uh, fucking good bit. If OJ... I did it, colon, confessions of the killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh wild shit mm -hmm. and like i said the if is inside the eye mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> like li like i said they fucking like they did everything they could to make sure it just read i did it oj simpson <laughs> i did it confessions of killer mm -hmm. well they added the killer they, they added confessions of the killer obviously also <laughs> oh my god uh anyway yeah fucking always love always love good oj jokes Oh my god. Amazing. Spectacular. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so next up is the funeral sketch. Uh, Connor, Connor has a problem because this one is also an upside down sketch. I, yep. I thought it was funny enough because I, I'm a big fan of the comedy of a reaction to a fucking like wild shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm always okay with like, uh, with like fucking, uh, Ah, oh, I forget, but like you know, sketches where like something happens, they go, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> yep. No, it's I. I agree. This was probably the funniest sketch of the night. All the jokes after the really funny. Well, I'll just give the breakdown. Yeah. Um. Uh. A man is dead, and uh, his family is uh, meeting up to uh, talk about like how they remembered him, and they're going to spread his ashes off of this cliff. You know, classic um, comedy so setup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, uh, two, uh, people from the, uh, from the, uh, uh, mortuary are, uh, uh, being respectful and they're waiting for them to finish. And then once that gets done, they're like, all right, 
it's time to dispose of the body. And so they both uh, are not dispose of it is time to uh, dis- uh, dispose the, dispose the yeah, dispose uh, of his remains or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so they go up, they lift up a gurney with a corpse with a, uh, uh, a, uh, a sheet over it, and they throw it off a cliff. And that's where the sketch should have ended, because that's an excellent joke. <laughs> that's a Monty... That the that's, punchline. Here's the thing, that, doing exactly that is a Monty Python sketch, period. Absolutely. And that's the, it is, it is very British, that joke. But, uh, I, I like it a lot. Um, it doesn't end there. Uh, we... And so it, it. This is where it becomes an SNL sketch, where the entire family is like, "Why did you do that? What happened?" And then the people at the mortuary are like, "Not understand. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about." He was supposed to be cremated. That was not. Uh, that was not given to us. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think my favorite part was. Uh, when was when they handed him the bill and he's like i'm not gonna pay and they're like why and they're like you threw his body off a cliff and then fucking i think it's gerard fucking says i thought we resolved that (laughs) well you they're also before they do before they hand the bill to the guy they do a whole bit about oh nobody wants to pay the bill (laughs) yeah like they're a fucking waiter like they're cool Uh, it's a i mean it's the all the jokes are great my only problem is the fact that in a show where you always fuck up the punchline you had a killer punchline and you put it at the beginning i will say when they said it's time to dispose of the remains i really thought that they were just gonna start hucking limbs (laughs) (laughs) like they cut they cut him (laughs) Uh. but anyway solid also the thermos (laughs) The thermos was very good. Uh, which, a, which, uh, a... anyway, so, so, uh, this week's like, oh, do you want me to go get the body? I'm like, okay. And he's like, all right. And he, like, hops down the cliff to go get it. Uh, and fucking Gerard just comes out with an urn. He's like, why do you have an urn? He's like, um, actually, it's a thermos. It has soup. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good bit. Then, mm-hmm. uh, then he, uh, uh, Dismuke brings up a uh, uh, a Tour de France body biker. of a dead cyclist. Uh, and, uh, Is that a deal they, breaker? Uh, they tell him that that's not them. Is that a deal breaker? Uh, yes. Okay. And then he drops it. <laughs> oh, just Starts solid, solid work. Up. Yeah. No, it's a it's a it's a very funny sketch. I I'm mad at it, but uh, it's I can't say it's not funny. All right, on to a not funny sketch. Uh, the, <laughs> the New York lunch. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so, I mean, listen, SNL generally has, like, at least one stinker per episode, so I'm not too, like, upset, because as far as stinkers go, this one was just a whatever. Definitely yeah. not not a cake sketch, because it doesn't fail at any, at, at, like, everything that it's trying to do. Yeah, no, it's it's just, it's just a... It's just annoying. Can we speed this along sort mm-hmm. of sketch? Anyway, so... Which the... actually is very, uh, right, because, so, basically the story is uh, a, uh, 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 a... Three friends from New York City are entertaining one of the friends' cousin, who's from out of town, um, and also is a massive dork. Um, so uh, played by Kyle Mooney, just, obviously. Just, yeah, played by Kyle. And so uh, uh, one of the friends starts telling an amusing anecdote, uh, which is not a funny story. He insists that it is a funny story. Everybody sets him up like he's a funny guy, and he starts telling a funny story. And it's like, this is not the part, this is not that it's a bad sketch, I'm just mad about this. Um, (laughs) That this guy, uh, it's supposed to be that there was a otherwise funny story that was ruined by this dork just constantly talking over it, and like, thinking that different parts were funny. But in this sketch, the dork was right. It wasn't a funny story. You hyped up this fucking loser. (laughs) Who's no, going you know to what? tell you a lame story about how he was given a cho- a chocolate crepe instead of a cheese crepe? Go home. A cheese crepe is a quesadilla. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what was it again? A, a cheese, cheese crepe is a quesadilla. I'll stand by that. <laughs> Damn, that's a hot that. take. That is that is. <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> a lot of hot takes coming out of this episode. <laughs> a lot of hot takes. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't hate the story as much, just because if he if he was able to tell it, like if he was able to tell it without Kyle Mooney, I think that there's like it's at least like it'll be a funny story for the three of them. 
just because it involves a prankster that they know and this prank that he got got on. Yeah, pranked by a prankster isn't really a great story. Yeah. Unless the story started with, this guy got me last week. It's just, it's not a good rug pull for your, for your story yeah. with your friends that I got pranked. Guess who it was? Guy that pranks us. <laughs> yeah. But also, Now, if having... it was the French doped up waiter, that would be fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to just assume that the waiter was French. But anyway, listen, I, <laughs> I, I understand that there are people who really enjoy this Kyle Mooney character specifically of like not understanding when the joke is, but I fucking hate it. Oh, it sucks just, the air out of the scene. It's just like, oh, oh, here it goes. Just like, <sighs> it is. And I think you should leave sketch without the like laser focus, not laser, but just like really, really good at making this kind of sketch edness of I think you should leave. Like, I think you should leave does these zoom-ins on people, plays music, you, someone's always crying. Like, there's it, it, it plays up the drama in this sort of situation to make it funny. Mm-hmm. Awkwardly watching someone that isn't funny not being funny is not the answer. Yeah, once again, this is a sketch that... This and the sketch right before it uh, really both like encapsulate that the two biggest problems with SNL is that it's live and that it and that you have to write it in a week. Yep. Which are that if yeah, it wasn't true. if it wasn't live, then they could do all these camera cuts uh, for this sketch and like actually you know somehow make it more funny where you've got where like you know you can pipe in noise of like people at lunch and stuff while he's telling the story and they're like yep. oh I get it and then fucking the cut sound all cuts and it's just awkward silence for a little bit he goes. No, 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 I'm getting to the point. <laughs> yeah. But but here... They the... can't play up the absurdity of him, so mm-hmm. it's just sad. Yeah. And that's not what you want. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's just, the only fun part was direct, was at the end, when Kyle Mooney goes to leave, he just fucking knocks everything off of the table, and then, and then fucking accidentally goes to the kitchen and then leaves. <laughs> And again, it might be improvised because when you look at, like, the shot, it's this weird, like, kind of grainy thing. Like, whatever thing they were supposed to do on the camera end or something wasn't properly done. And, like, if you look at everybody else in the scene, they look actually really surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Which, which, listen, more power to Kyle Mooney. That was a great way to end it because at least that was something. (laughs) That was so good. And I like Kyle Mooney. I, I don't want this to sound like Kyle Mooney is not uh, is not one of the people that uh, from this show that I think are bad and should stop. Me and you have different Day. opinions about Mikey Day. <laughs> and we'll leave okay, it at five. Mikey Day, I will. Mikey Day can stick around, I guess. But Alex Moffat needs to leave. I think I think Alex Moffat actually had like a solid episode. He was fun in the cold open. He was fun in the shop TV sketch, and then we didn't see him for the rest of the night. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess that is good for Alex Moffat. Well, it's kind of hard because they don't do Eric Trump anymore, which was like his big thing. And guy who just bought a boat yeah. can't be very often. It's true. It's sad. Like I mean. I just really I want him to graduate and then show up for like a a bi yearly guy who just bought a boat whenever it's especially relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or Eric Trump if he becomes relevant. Like yeah, he he had like two or three really good characters and the ones that could show up regularly can't show up regularly anymore. So maybe you should just uh, cut your losses and uh, do not very funny. Uh, uh, Listen, uh, I will I will never ad- comedies. I will never advocate for someone to lose their job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you're right. Just because he's not at millionaire level SNL, he's like, not Colin. The, he's the not Colin Jost. Between... <laughs> the, the, like a... the levels between Colin Jost and Michael Che. <laughs> That's yep. what... <laughs> because because as Michael Che told us on Instagram, he makes thirty k a year. <laughs> yep. Like that's the fucking thing on SNL. There's just like. You're, you've got these people that are making fuck tons of money alongside people that are making less than, like, <laughs> that are making, like, just enough to survive, and they're both on TV and get the same billing. 
By the way, also, that's not, I mean, that's not actually as true as you think, but <laughs> they, listen, listen, anyone who's on screen on SNL is paid very well for being on screen. Uh, anyway, uh, so then we have uh, Gunna's second song. Uh, I didn't like this one as much. They just, they said I, push yeah. a P a bunch, and, like, I, I don't know, I think there's, like, a gimmick to the song that, like, if you looked into it, is fun. Yeah, that's but, true. But, uh, but, like, once again, be not being, like, a fan of his beforehand, I don't have this background to, like, understand, oh, this is a fun song because X, Y, and Z. It's also just, like, low energy... Yeah, and, all they all uh, all he did was he had he had a featured artist and they just each stood in their COVID safe box designated by the laser show, <laughs> and they just kind of stood there. I thought it was fun. I was thought it was fun because you can see that he has uh, the monitor in his ear for him to hear his own levels, and he's like, "Put me up, put me up, put me up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I I he's a good performer, and I want to like listen to more of his stuff. This song was not a great live show song. No, especially if you're just going to fucking stand there. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, no. <laughs> anyway, what's next? Uh, last sketch, 10 minutes to 1. Born, the, the Born This Way baby line. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. It was a fun, it was a fun sketch just in the sense that, like, consistently a bunch of, uh, consistently what a bunch of straight people will do is is talk about how these babies are going to be lady killers or heartbreakers and it's always from like a straight lens where it's like you know you know like the boy fucking like onesie that says like eligible bachelor and shit and then uh and then this and then this is just like you know oh let's just take those but instead we'll just use gay terms like little twink (laughs) or future i think it was future twink (laughs) which is just so funny jesus christ And like, listen, listen. They were solid. I will, I will say. I think my favorite part was watching Bowen just react to everything that was said. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially <laughs> the line when fucking ah, uh, uh, I think it's Mikey Day again, but I could be wrong. <laughs> he leans into Chris Red, who I do know. <laughs> he, <laughs> he leans into Chris Red. It's like, how do you know that? You know, obviously they're not exclusive. You know how gays are. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we really just bought these shirts just to, uh, <laughs> just for our two friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it was a solid. It was a solid sketch. Yeah, it was fun. It was it, fun. It was, it was good for ten minutes to one. Thirty seconds. Yeah. It was good for ten minutes to one. Thirty seconds to Mars sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thirty seconds to Mars sketch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, all right, now we'll move on to our awards for the week. Uh, first up, we have Offensive Player of the Week. This is somebody who plays uh, a crazy character, uh, generally is the main character in a lot of in uh, sketches, will put in a lot of work. Uh, they're generally, like, the, uh, the something funny in the sketch. Uh, this week, I'm gonna go with... I'm gonna go with Cecily mm-hmm. Strong. I really liked her as Judge Jeanine Pirro in the cold open. You know, she gets like she gets like a minute monologue to do her thing there, and then also on Shop TV, she's just she's just quality the entire time. And then uh, her Blackburn character on the on Weekend Update was also a lot of fun because she just plays crazy Republican woman so well. Yeah. Uh, do you have who's gonna be your offensive player? I uh. uh... Nobody it's, really. Won it's a, yeah, me, it's a but, tough um, week, but you gotta do it. <laughs> I was, I was, well, I was in a sufficient bad mood throughout the entire of watching this. I was not lifted out of it. Um, <laughs> I was gonna give it to no one, um, but I'm not gonna be like that, and I'm just gonna also give it to Cecily Strong because I like your reasons. <laughs> Yeah, listen. This isn't this isn't the strongest episode. It's got like two good sketches, three okay sketches, and then like one bad sketch, which yeah. which for SNL makes it like you know above average. It's true. It's above average. It's just like there are bad episodes with great sketches. 
Yeah. And there and are then there's also... great episodes with terrible sketches. And then there's the average episodes which have average sketches. This is an yeah. average episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. We'll move on to Defensive Player of the Week. Defensive Player of the Week is someone who plays uh, the straight man in a lot of scenes, generally keeps uh, makes, bad, makes bad scenes tolerable, uh, helps set up the base to make uh, good, good sketches great. Uh, Connor, do you have someone yet? Because I'm still thinking. Gerard. Yeah, you get yeah. the host bump for being the host and not being part of the team. Um, he's a talented performer. He does. He 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 was a defensive player in all of his sketches. He he could read the lines, which is something that a lot of hosts can't do. Mm-hmm. Like he's 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 a good he and he's and he's funny. Like when he was in the uh, uh, the the throwing a body off a cliff sketch, <laughs> he 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 matched Dismukes's level of like. <laughs> <laughs> two dudes nonchalant like, yeah, it's like a yeah just dis- like i thought we resolved this all like, right well it's, it's... let's let's move into a dismukes fucking like corner for a second dismukes just has such like an energy about him <laughs> that <laughs> that it's just it's just like every time that he says like he he does it in such a way because he only says one or two lines and it's always in such a way where you're like I understand everything about this character from that line, even though it's just, like, one line. Ugh. Okay, everybody check off the talks about Dismukes uh, box on your bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's, he's, showing, he's showing up. He might be Rookie of the Year. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. We, we, gotta, see, we gotta see how the rest of it pans out, because the only people who are eligible for Rookie of the Year, we will be doing a Superlatives episode. Uh, Excellent. After after the season ends to give all of these of the year stuff, uh, maybe maybe we'll do it live and I can have Will Smith smack the shit out of me for making a joke. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'll do it. I'll do ooh, it. I'll ooh, do fun. it. Fun. <laughs> uh, if you say anything bad about Dismukes, I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> keep Dismukes' name out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> oh. Anyway, what was that line Michael J made where it was like, "Oh, uh, keep, keep your a... small penis, <laughs> <laughs> keep my small penis out of your mouth." <laughs> that was so good. Uh, yeah, I also agree. And he improvised that one. Mm-hmm. They cut away I also, I also it. agree with uh, Jer with uh, Carmichael for uh, defensive player. Once, like you said, he gets the host bump, and also, you know, he showed up. He was in all the scenes. Uh. Yeah, so solid defensive player. Uh, you know, generally, it's not it's not super... If this is your first episode coming, it's not super uncommon for the host to get either offensive or defensive, depending on how weird they get to be with sketches. And Gerard just, you know, he didn't get to be as weird, so he gets to be defensive player for, for the week. Yep. All right, sketch of the night. This is just our favorite sketch of the night, not necessarily the best, just the one that made us giggle the most. Yeah. Filled us with the most joy. Uh, my, my sketch of the week, it's not even, like, really close, just because, like, you know, once again, we're talking about, like, ve- like very average sketches, for the most part, and then, like, a bad sketch. I think the Shop TV sketch is probably my sketch of the week. It has a solid premise. Really? Solid premise, solid escalation, good punchline, and then it ended. It's everything you want in a sketch, and it was, and, you know, once again, we talk about it. This is one of SNL's best toolboxes. They go to it often, but it's very good, and they function like perfectly with it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's a very good. Uh, it's yeah. It, it was it was up there for sketches for the night. Um, it was going to be an honorable mention for me, uh, but despite how much I how angry the fact that uh, they put <laughs> the best part of the sketch at the beginning was, uh, nothing nothing made me as happy as the uh, as watching uh, Dismukes uh, and Gerard Carmichael <laughs> throw a body off a cliff. <laughs> Oh my god! Like that alone gave it sketch of the night. But just Dismukes and uh, and Gerard Carmichael doing that, like that whole shtick of like, uh, <laughs> like I don't understand the problem. <laughs> You're making this weird sort of vibe. It's very they they can sell that really well. They've got great chemistry together. Honestly, the two of them should just run away and do a sketch show. Like I, I watched the shit out of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that that'd be sketch of the night for me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so next week we've got uh, another. I forget who's hosting. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, we actually will probably get to do it in the same room for once, just because we're gonna be in the same town next weekend. That's right! Hooray! So, so congratulations, you won't have to see these, these two screens in Discord, and the lip-syncing might be a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. And not just on hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, alright, I think that's, uh, it. Uh, thank you all for listening this long, this long. Once again, uh, our email is billyhatemail at gmail.com. That is a real email address. Uh, please email us. We're so lonely. So, so lonely. Uh, and until next time, uh, support local comedy. So long, folks. <laughs>